The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. And welcome to football season. Yeah. Yeah. Mick Shots inside the SWBC podcast studio. The team is set for all intents and purposes. We've got college football tonight. We've got college football on on Saturday. We've got Cowboys. We've got the the Giants next week. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are football players on a football field right now. On a beautiful, beautiful Thursday Everybody's morning. Everybody's looking outside. Everyone at the stars looking outside. 75 degrees. How about mm. that? 75 degrees? Is that what it is? Well, that's what it was, I think, when practice began. <laughs> rising it's, quickly. It's rising to yes. 79 degrees right now. <laughs> and it is a balmy 97 for the high today. The cold front came through. And so they didn't need to change practice to go uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. Or they start the done. press conference at 7.30. Yeah. And you were up bright and early. For I was. Mm. So what time did you leave the house? I left the house at 6.32. You beat the rush hour traffic I did. Here. Very good. If because you're before 7, you're good. You know what? You're before uh, 7 a.m. Uh, what occurred to me is my patience driving to work uh, got ruined in training camp because I walked five minutes to work mm-hmm. in Oxnard. Like from your room to the field. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can still have some traffic problems there. No, no. <laughs> if it's a lot of people walking. No one's in my way. <laughs> I forgot about the traffic, especially since school started. Right? Speaking of training camp... I have. I am approaching today with a clear mind mm. because I stayed l- late at work last night and I got my expense report done oh. <laughs> from two weeks in Oxnard. <laughs> That's been hanging over my head for three weeks now. Don't you hate it because you start uh, procrastinating, you know, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. sitting there. Okay, I'm, okay. I got to prepare for these preseason games, <laughs> so I'm not going to do my. Because I knew it was a, at least a four-hour process. When you're, you know, and you should have stayed up last night because it was a full moon anyway. Well, I, and I, so I, I got working on it at work last night, and I stayed there and got got it done. And so, it is really football season for me. So, do you think the Cowboys got all their roster manipulations done? Um, that's a question for you. No, no, I'm asking you guys. Are you are you happy I with think, what they did? Oh, that's a different question. You asked. Oh, are they done? If you ask if we're happy, then that's up to you as well. Because oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if Mickey ain't happy, yeah, ain't we, none of we us ain't happy. happy. That's right. Um, and there still could be some jockeying for position, and there could be and some things. But why don't you explain what's going on with the practice squad right now? And then we we actually need to get into the cuts themselves. But right. Explain what's happening with the C.J. Goodwins of the world on the practice yeah, squad. Yeah, so C.J. Goodwin, they put on the practice squad. Uh, he's a vested veteran, so he didn't have to go through waivers, and they basically told him, look, don't go anywhere. We're going to pay you. We're putting you on the practice squad. Uh, we'll use the first three weeks. You'll call, be called up to play in the game as part of the 48. And you and, get your full salary and, if you get called up each week. Right, exactly. And uh, and then what they're kind of playing the odds that maybe somebody gets hurt. 
uh, and you can put him on after his three call-ups, you can put him on the 53-man roster. Uh, and this allows them to keep a younger guy uh, that they didn't think would get through waivers. And having said that, uh, the only guy they wanted to keep that didn't get through waivers was Isaiah Land. Mm-hmm. The Colts claimed him uh, on their 53, so they didn't get the young kid uh, through that they were grooming to be a linebacker slash pass rushing defensive end. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the one thing that they probably uh, regretted, thought it was going to get was going to happen, but. Yeah, it it certainly didn't. So now they had some other guys that I think they would have signed to the practice squad, but they chose uh, to sign with other team practice squads. Uh, Wide receiver Dennis Houston uh, signed to the Giants practice squad. Jabril Cox Mm -hmm. probably was looking around and going, all right, they're not thinking much of me. I'll try this in Washington. And then Will Greer. I think another guy was playing the odds because uh, McCarthy had said the day before that they would be willing to sign him to the practice squad and have four quarterbacks. Uh, but he chose to sign with Cincinnati on the practice squad. And I think what he was looking at was at the time, uh, Joe Burrow still wasn't practicing. Uh, that changed But yesterday. he did yesterday. <laughs> but he did yesterday. Yeah. And uh, so – other than that, the only other backup they had was Jake Browning. Oh, and that's the other part of it is he's competing. Once he learns right. the system and, you know, a month from now or whatever, then he could be the primary backup for exactly. Joe Burrow. Exactly. And if Burrow wasn't ready, Browning would have to start and they would have to elevate him. Because they let Trevor Simeon go, a guy with more experience. Yeah. So, so there was there was more of an opening at the end in uh, Cincinnati than there was anywhere else. Yeah, there was, and there was no opening here. Right, he was going to be just the practice squad unless there was multiple injuries. So uh, those were the four guys I think they wanted back or would have brought back, maybe. Uh, but they could uh, be in a situation in Cincinnati too, that depending on what they decide to do now, especially with Burrow's injury concern, where they may elevate Greer for the first three weeks of the season from the practice squad, right. so they have a third quarterback. And actually, actually, no, you, that doesn't work. You can't do it. You can't. No, no. You, it doesn't. You can't the third elevate. quarterback rule doesn't work. Has from to the be on the fifty-three. Squad. Yeah, he's got to be on the fifty-three. But still, if Burrow, you know, hadn't practiced, say he practices today. Now I'm assuming because it's Joe Burrow with three practices next week, he's ready to start. But you know, what if he's not? Uh, so I think he he was looking, you know, financially at it and opportunity. Uh, signing with Cincinnati. And um, so let's go back to cut day on Tuesday. And um, what were your, what was both of you's take on uh, what happened and uh, any surprises as far as that goes? Um, before, I don't, before Spag goes, I got this, I have this surprise uh, player. I don't think we've talked about him. Uh, he wants to break a generational curse. Cowboys safety. Wanye Thomas. Wanye Thomas. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. story. Well, he was on the practice squad last year. Okay, okay. Um, well, he wanted to make the 53-man roster. Yeah, yeah. and and he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big safety Yeah. that 
is bigger than I remembered when I talked to him mm-hmm. uh, in training camp. Mm-hmm. He's like 6'1". I think they listed him at 215. Yep. He looks heavier than that. I mean, this is a strong-looking guy. He's a young 215. Yes. Because I'm 215. And, and uh, I, don't, I don't look like him. It's a different 215. Yeah. No, it's like when I, when I interviewed Dak, uh, and I asked him before we interviewed in our sit-down during training camp, he said he was at 225 pounds, 228, something like that. Like, how come your 228 looks different than my 228? Looks a lot different. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Wanye, uh, they had him playing a lot of safety, but also in the nickel defense, moving him up into like a linebacker spot. But uh, did you know about his story? Did you? Know oh yeah, about the, the... I, I I didn't know the part about his dad burning down their it's house. Crazy man. Yeah, this is crazy. Was, uh, but he had played at Georgia Tech, played well, uh, and. Um, I saw that they were kind of using him some on uh, returns. Mm -hmm. And so when I first – this was the first couple days of training camp, and I asked him, I said, so did they use you on returns at Georgia Tech? And he goes, oh, yeah. I said, were you good at it? He goes, go look at my tape. (laughs) Probably said video. Right. right? And I said, okay, will do. So I went and looked. It was pretty impressive, mm-hmm. right? He had a couple returns for touchdowns. Nice. Uh, and so a guy that big and that fast. Uh, so I told him yesterday, I, hey, I went and looked. Mm-hmm. You were right. Yeah. So uh, he, he – I think it was be, early in camp. Uh, you may have been with me talking with um, John Fossil about Wanye, and it was almost as if Fossil didn't want – the cat, yes, to, yes, the, the yes. Cat to be let out of the bag. <laughs> I guess that's uh, why the story that, you know, was lost on that, me. You know, he was one of those that okay, we got into the practice squad last year, and you could tell he was really excited about the op- what he could do on yeah. special teams. That he could be a core special teams guy, and so he was hesitant at first to talk about him, and then he as a, in the course of the con- you know he's such a uh, fossil he such a talkative guy. He, he's so excited <laughs> know, about him that not help himself. Yeah, and so uh, and. You know, he was going to play in these preseason mm-hmm. games. Word was going to get out on him. And yeah. sure enough, the first preseason game, first drive of the game, he picks off Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. That's and nice. uh, That's nice. a good, good guy, good guy and a willing special teams player, too, by mm-hmm. the way. So, yeah. Uh, but the amazing thing about people... it is when, and he talked about it uh, the other day, uh, is. I mean, you look at this safety group, and there, you talk about no room in the end, you know, and there doesn't appear to be any room yeah. at the end there, yeah. but uh, with your starting trio, but uh, with him and Marquise Bell, they've got uh, not only special teams value, but they can go play down in the box in the sub packages too. So uh, when I talked to Dan Quinn uh, the other day, I said, little thin at linebacker. You only got four on the team. I said, what happens if Van Der Esch or um, Damone Clark get hurt? And he goes, well, we'll play Parsons mm-hmm. more at linebacker. We talked about this uh, right? Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he said also that that, that was the plan anyway, mm-hmm. even though he did a lot of pass rush stuff in training camp. They were thinking of using him more at linebacker. And he said, and then we got our couple big safeties that can help us at linebacker. And we talked about that too right? as well. So. Yeah. 
he confirmed what we talked about yeah, on yeah. Tuesday. Mm -hmm. so Which between, isn't to say that uh, if there was a, an injury that was multiple weeks, that right. there, are, there are veteran inside linebackers out there that they could go to. Right, too. exactly. Yeah. And, and Harper actually played pretty well in that last preseason mm -hmm. game. Now, they kept him for special teams purposes, but uh, you know, he, he did all right. So anyway, uh, yeah, so with only four there, it, it's like, ooh, that's pretty iffy mm -hmm. because you usually want to keep six linebackers. But I didn't think they had six to keep on what they had now. So. Okay. Uh, uh, because need... they gave up on Jabril Cox. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we need to get to the cornerback. Yes. Let go. But first off, Hunter Lipke made the team. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and, and when we convened on Friday, someone in the room said my pick to click was Hunter Lipke in yeah. that game. When somebody, I said that, somebody. when I said that, when I said that, I didn't think he would click to the point that he would make the 53-man oh, roster. I thought you, I thought you <laughs> no, I meant in that game because yeah. there wouldn't be anybody that was on the 53-man roster basically playing in that That's game. True. And he goes into that game, and he makes the 53 um, out of coming out of that game. You know, and, and we talked about it. I think they finally brought it up in the press conference today about how Mike McCarthy used John Kuhn uh, as a fullback, one back, special teams guy. He made the Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah, and, and and he burned the Cowboys pretty badly too yeah. in, in one game. That he likes a fullback, and so this kid was versatile enough, and he showed it in the game. That they said, all right, not only can they use him as a lead blocker, a one back, a guy that can catch the ball, but I'll guarantee you, he'll be a very willing special teams guy too. So yeah. And he's got his teammate here right. from uh, North Dakota For State. one year, they yeah. were together, North Dakota State. <laughs> yeah, one game. Trey Lance, right? <laughs> was it one, one game? game. It was one That's game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind on that one. <laughs> so, it, I mean, I, if you look at the 53 as they, as they did it and then made the adjustments uh, yesterday, I, I mean – there really wasn't a surprise. Well, and then, was there? Well, well, Sean I mean, McEwen, we, we sat here on uh, right. Tuesday and said, well, you started going down the tight ends. I said, oh, you're keeping four tight ends. Right. You're keeping yeah. four tight ends. Oh, and McEwen's on the practice squad. Right. And But to the point of Lipke, he can do some of those things that they were using McEwen as in the backfield, or he can be trained to do that. Right. Um, as a lead blocker or an H back type in the backfield, too. Uh, but McEwen is here to stay for the season. He's yes. just on the practice squad and to start things off. And I think maybe here. at some point last year or the year before, he was on the practice right. squad and for a while. Here's was the deal. He? Was he? Was he? Yeah, I think so. He, here's and the then deal. they elevated him a, I always thought a couple he, he times. Was always on. There are so many tight ends that are like McEwen, like others, that – are out on the street as free agents right now that are going to get signed a week from now or whatever. You make uh, it sound so bad out on the no, street. No, I'm just saying like that. The I'm sa no, no, I'm saying I'm saying that you have the ability to get him to the practice squad because there are a whole bunch of options out there, and coaches like coaching the guys they've been coaching for mm -hmm. the last six months. Yeah. And so it was a good play, I think, by the Cowboys that he wasn't going to get picked up because uh, there's an abundance of tight ends out there. So he's, And if he did get picked up, you can find another one. He started last season on the practice squad, and then they activated him October 29th. 
There so they're kind of doing the same thing okay. with this year. Uh, and, and the same thing with sort of the deal with C.J. Goodwin. You're thinking, okay, these guys are with us. We're telling them you're with us. Don't go anywhere. And then at some point somebody gets hurt and you have an opening on the practice squad. Um, I, I was somewhat surprised, and I'm going to leave this to Bill, by the way, that they got something for Kelvin Joseph. <laughs> My guy, man, I'm going to miss him. Why are you get, giving it to me? Because you're going to say Noah's last <laughs> I'm, name I'm gonna, properly. <laughs> Igbenogany. Yes. And I got it right here. It's actually It's actually, it rolls off the tongue very easily. Igbenogany. Igbenogany. So what do you think of that? And Igbenogany. Uh, is first, he any better than He was a first-round first draft a first pick round the year pick, before not a in 2020. <laughs> and he doesn't have a CD out. Uh, and he's good. Yes, and he's out of Miami. Because <laughs> that's where Joseph was going to do his rap stuff, okay. right? In Miami. <laughs> okay. Um, Didn't know that one. Yeah. So when I answered the question on, I think, Twitter X or whatever you want to call it, and I said it was trading a bag of peanuts for a bag of walnuts. Yeah, I saw that. That was that was pretty funny. Pretty good, huh? So is the guy any good then? I they didn't want him. Well, they wanted to get wanted, something for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. They, right. they didn't just release it. I mean, it's like San Francisco. They didn't want Trey right, Lance. Right. He was no going to be more than the th- four, third quarterback, mm-hmm. and so it's like, oh, maybe we can get something for him. So he just gave up on my boy, huh? Uh, yeah. All that talent, all that. And I'll tell you what, potential good plays. just watching him out there, mm-hmm. boy, he throws a pretty pass. And he's got it. Not only is he Who got are we talking about? Trey Lance. Okay. No. Yeah, he's still I thought we were still talking about cornerbacks. I no, no. <laughs> okay. I was. <laughs> no, you said, and they got something for him. Yeah. I thought you meant Trey San Francisco. No, no. Oh. no. I was on the wrong way. Yes, you were. <laughs> I was like, Igbenogany is throwing passes out there? Why is he well, out no there? No wonder they passes? got something for him. Yeah. He's here already, too, is by he? the way. Uh, no, Trey Lance. So I got to mm-hmm. uh, chat with him yesterday in the locker room. And uh, it seems like. I got an idea. Real. I got an idea. Take a break <laughs> and yeah, we'll and, talk yeah. about Trey right. Lance. And we're going to talk. That wasn't your idea. Lance, and I got something idea. to add on Noah Igbenogany, too. Okay. Okay. And Mickey is going to say the name Noah Igbenogany, <laughs> Igbenogany. when we Igbenogany. get back Igbenogany. here on Mix Shots. Igbenogany. Igbenogany. We got it. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. 
More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To mixed shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. The official? Official. Official. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> now, who did the Cowboys trade for? Igbenogdoni. <laughs> <laughs> you stumbled there, but it's it no, it's not good, though. Not, that's a, good. not Benogamy, it's Benogany. Yeah. Big yeah, just call him Noah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing. Well, there you go. That's another Iggy, one there. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, sounds like he is a high-character guy, and he's more of an outside corner than a slot corner. Mm-hmm. Which is what they were mm-hmm. looking for. Okay. Because yeah. they figured they had enough guys in the slot. Oh, that's the other th- significant thing that happened is that Jordan Lewis got activated from Pup. He did start starting the season on Pup. So he is on the 53, and we'll see if he's ready to go a week from Sunday against the Giants. And if he's, Had he, you been he, looking at his, his progress at all? He, well, he's out there. Yeah. He's practiced these last two days. Uh, yesterday they weren't in pads. Today they are. Um Explain that uh, about Nashawn Wright as well. He went on IR after he was on the 53. Right. So it's a it, with uh, and Matt ex- Willetsko and Matt Willetsko, and so they can return uh, in four weeks from now. But by leaving Joseph, I'm not Joseph Lewis on the 53. Even if he's not ready to play, they're betting on he's ready to play sooner than the four weeks he would have to spend on IR. Or and on when you're pump. on IR. Uh, you can't practice with the team. You okay. can't be out there other than to do rehab. Mm-hmm. Really, not supposed to be in meetings either. And, so, the, and the significant thing on it was they had to claim they they had to put him on the fifty three because he he was he did not participate in training camp. Yeah. He was on pup right. to start training camp, and so he could stay on pup regular season pup, which would uh, keep him out the first month of the season. But they feel strong enough about uh, his rehab that he's going to return sometime within the next month. He's running awfully well. Uh, The other guy they kept on the 53 that's not practicing is Donovan Wilson. Uh, He was out there doing his rehab. 
Uh, what's, what's wrong with Donovan? Uh, it was a high hamstring strain, hmm. uh, like almost right behind the knee where it, and it attaches. It was like the first day. Wait, a high hamstring? That's there's a there's a word for the muscle there that I cannot pronounce. Because I, I would think that high hamstring would be closer towards the the buttocks area as opposed to down by the knee. No, it's your hamstring, not yeah. your calf. I mean, I, I said hamstring. Yes, you I? did. Calf. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. No, yeah. There you go. No. Sorry. No problem. It was a high calf injury. I hate those. Oh, God. Yeah. That's where the muscle is. Yeah. And uh, so um, I don't know if he's – I'm thinking he's not practicing today. It, it They would be hard-pressed to say, okay, you get two one padded practice next week – and you're ready to play in the game on Sunday. And so that's the other part of keeping the extra safeties, too. Right. Because Donovan Wilson, we don't know when he's coming back. Mm -hmm. But they did keep, you know, they kept Eric Scott, the young. This is still a young roster, if you look at it. Uh, They kept all eight draft choices, uh, at least initially. We'll see where it goes from here. Well, my my pick to click was uh, Bohanna. Was Bohanna on the list? Let me see. Uh, no, he got cut, and I didn't see anybody claim him hmm. or sign him to a that practice was my squad. To click. All right, uh, tell me about Trey Lance. You wanted to talk about Trey oh, Lance. Oh, Trey Lance, yes. Uh, so got a chance to just kind of talk casually with him yesterday. Seems like a really upstanding guy, good personality. Uh, when he did his interview the other day, he looked people in the eye. Uh, and, and he seems to just have a very good, healthy outlook uh, on things. And he knew about the history of the team. He knew about, you know, McCarthy with quarterbacks. Uh, and uh, I was impressed with that part. And the other thing I was impressed with, if you go back and read what took place in San Francisco after they traded him, Everybody couldn't say enough about him, how he handled uh, the entire situation, uh, from the head coach to the general manager uh, to Kittle, the tight end, and even uh, Garoppolo had really good things to say about him and basically said the guy just needs an opportunity he can play. So uh, I, I was really impressed with him. You know what? He's sort of built like Dak. Mm-hmm. You know how Dak's got them thick yeah. legs? Yeah. Same thing. Uh, he's a little taller. And, boy, does he have an arm. Now, I don't, and, and I don't mean just throwing the ball. Yeah. He's got a, a huge <laughs> arm, right? So, um, you know, we'll see how it turns out. But first impressions, pretty good. At least from my standpoint. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, uh, let's take a break and uh, we'll, let's come back in uh, just a moment here on uh, Mix Shots. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. 
brisket in the smoker, Miller Lite in the cooler, America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. (sighs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back to mixed shots. The 2023 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium is right around the corner and limited single-game tickets are available now. Don't miss your chance to see your Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium when they host the NFC East rival Eagles, Giants, and Commanders, plus playing the Jets, Patriots, Rams, Seahawks, and Lions. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek Dot com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. And welcome back to Mix Shots. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, and Everson Walls. And the uh, Cowboys have just announced this. Former Cowboys executive Gil Brandt passed away at the age of 91 this morning. 91 years As uh, Nick Harris, I'm reading from Nick Harris's story on DallasCowboys.com. Gil as you all know, served as the vice president of player personnel for the Cowboys from 1960 to 1988. After graduating from the University of Wisconsin, Brandt first broke into scouting, working part-time for the Rams. 1958, full, first full-time opportunity with the 49ers before making the move to Dallas, take a job as the chief talent scout with the Cowboys. 28 years with the Cowboys, made an impact on scouting, still felt in the game today. Credited mm-hmm. for the introduction of computers and scouting and evaluation, along with the drafting of players such as Roger Staubach, Herschel Walker, also credited for the undrafted pickups of Drew Pearson, Cliff Harris, and Everson Walls. Mm. Jerry Jones on the passing of Gil Brandt. We are so deeply saddened by the passing of Gil Brandt, a true icon and pioneer of our sport. Gill was at the very core of the early success of the Dallas Cowboys and continued to serve as a great ambassador for the organization for decades beyond that. 
His contributions cemented his spot in the Ring of Honor. He was my friend and a mentor not only to me, but to countless executives, coaches, players, and broadcasters across the National Football League, which rightfully earned him a spot in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, where his legacy will be celebrated forever. He was an innovator and set the standard for excellence in player acquisition. From the creation of the NFL Combine to revolutionizing the NFL Draft, Gill finished his over-six-decade NFL career with an eye towards the future of the league and teaching fans about the sport he loved as a radio broadcaster. Gill was as good a storyteller as it gets with a memory <laughs> as sharp as a tack. His dedication to and passion for this game left a lasting impact on generations of Hall of Fame players and coaches. There are very few people that have been able to have the kind of generational impact that he did. Gill was as dedicated to growing this league and sport as anyone ever was, and we are all grateful and better for it. Our hearts go out to Gill's wife, Sarah, Mm -hmm. his son, Hunter, and all of Gill's family and friends. And one of those guys he discovered... Everson Walls. That's right, man. I just uh, talked with, I just texted Doug Williams. He had no idea because uh, uh, Gil was on the Black College Hall of Fame board. And so he, I saw him every year in Atlanta uh, when we give out the awards for Black College Hall of Fame. So, yeah, he, he was always still connected to the HBCUs. I used to tease him all the time and tell him we were, we were just like cheap labor for him. <laughs> so he always, he always <laughs> let me uh, uh, unleash on his radio show uh, whenever he had me on. And uh, he was always a good sport about it. So now, Gil Brand, he will be missed. I just uh, texted uh, Dennis Thurman, Dexter Klinkscale, Michael Downs, and Bill Bates as well to let them know. And, of course, Dex- Dexter Klinkscale got back with me said he was devastated as well. So, yeah, he will be missed. And, uh, you know, he was in the end, he was trying to do the best he could, you know, to make sure the HBCUs were recognized uh, throughout the NFL. By the way, Everson, the uh, media is here this morning because the locker room is open. I think you should make your way over I there. Will. And I think I uh, yeah. it would be great to, for everyone to hear Everson talk mm-hmm. about Gil. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Gil uh, protected the Cowboys' money like it was his own. Yeah. If yeah. you talk to anybody that had to negotiate <laughs> a contract with him, right? Uh, he was tough. But we had gotten word uh, early in training camp that uh, – he was uh, in bad shape and mm-hmm. he was struggling. Uh, he had g- kind of gone down this this last year uh, to the point where he was not returning phone calls or he wasn't doing any more interviews. Yeah. So you knew it had to be bad if Gil Brandt didn't want to talk, mm-hmm. right? Because that was, you know, him and Larry Lacewell, two peas in a pod yeah. about uh, talking and telling stories and uh, yeah, he was. Uh, and he always wanted to help other people too. And he did. You he know, did. You right. know, I I can tell the first time I ever had an inter, interaction uh, with Gil, it would have been the early '80s when I was working in Jackson, Mississippi, and I just out of the blue said, "I need to talk to this Gil Brandt," and I called him right, left a message, and was like, "Oh well, it's the Cowboys, right?" By God, he called me back. I mm. forgot what the question was or what the story was. It was something about the draft. And he called back and gave me the time of day. Mm. And I was like, okay. And then when you get here, 
you better if you ask him a question you better carve out 10 or 15 minutes because right. uh <laughs> it, it'll turn into another story right but he was you know here's the hard part now the people that know this organization mm-hmm. from the 60s and it really into the 70s they're no longer with us right right the three guys that did the deal with tom tex and gill now Gill mm-hmm. passed away. Really, the only guy to go to for historical questions is Joe Bailey, who was Texas' right-hand man as mm-hmm. a vice president. And he's still sharp, and he, he I forgot which documentary that just, Deep Blue, that just showed, uh, you know, he answered a bunch of questions on, on, on I think it was probably Chuck Hawley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, we're losing people that have the knowledge of the beginning of this franchise, you know. Now you got to go to some of the players. I mean, you got Roger and right. and Drew Pearson, you know, guys like that who were really there doing. Uh, Drew's still pretty sharp. Yeah, uh, doing Tom's. Uh, but some of the other guys are kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Chuck Holly was a prime example, you know, could, wasn't healthy enough to attend the Pro Football Hall of Bob, Fame Bob induction. Lilly. Bob Lilly's still Bob's still pretty there. sharp, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, it's it's a it's a real shame. And, but. and the other thing with Gill, and as uh, Jerry alluded to in his statement there, I mean, how active he was when most people are, are long past long past retirement age, mm-hmm. you know, all the mm-hmm. way to ninety years old for ten uh, years, uh, right? Doing stuff with NFL radio and. Uh, and he was even anyway, writing and, and so involved too. in the draft in the whole right. pro- the draft process and inviting players uh, to whether it was in New York or one of the cities you know yeah, and being he was such all a over part the place. of it. you remember he was yeah. in the mountains somewhere and he got shot at you remember that? <laughs> no, no, I no, do not. No, up. yeah, he was on some yeah. fishing trip. Right. Or something. He and his wife were driving together. Some, That's right. A sniper. Yeah, was shooting at people on the road randomly. Yeah, and Gil's like, ah. didn't have anything against Gill. <laughs> no, nothing personal against Gill. <laughs> so, Everson, tell us uh, when you first met Gill and when where go uh, back in the. Oh, I, I'm in my first you, conversation. Yeah, uh, he had brought. Uh, I believe it was. I can't remember if it was Wooten or if it was uh, Jethro Pugh sent him down, you know, because it's just going to be a free agent contract at Grambling. I was undrafted. They, I knew I wasn't going to get drafted after the first round. The first day was done. And uh, they offered me $1,500 signing bonus. I'm like, okay, if I'm getting this crappy contract here, <laughs> I was going to think it was 32-5 or something for the, for the year. And uh, $1,500 signing bonus. I said, look, I want more signing bonus. So he puts Gil on the phone. And Gills just stonewalled me, and I got used to that. That was a conversation that that went okay, on. For, okay, wait that a went on for thirteen. So years. that was nineteen eighty one. Yeah. Okay, and that's when I started in my business. That was the spring of so, ni- so your pay in nineteen eighty one was thirty two five. Thirty two five. You know, my pay was twelve thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I had to work. I had to work eight hours of overtime to get to uh, uh, per week to get to twelve thousand dollars. I got and paid five dollars and two cents an hour. But you, as you a had college to move graduate. out, though, right? You had to move out. Your out in Lubbock. I, I, I actually yeah. had the luxury of staying with my mom. Oh, there you so go. Yeah, I, didn't I was have to on pay my own. Rent, so right? they gave. But the, look at the difference. Here was the lowest possible paying job for a college graduate was my job. Right. Okay. 
And you, as an NFL player, were making only $20,000 more than I was. That's right. <laughs> Golly. And, that uh, and I was signing. pretty good at what I did. You said you sucked in college. So. Uh, yeah. That <laughs> signing bonus was three times uh, more than what Drew Pearson got. That's true. His was 500 Yeah, he said he spent his all on the party that night. No, here's what he did. He, he tells the story about they gave him $500, and he goes, and I had just enough gas to get to the hotel <laughs> to sign the contract. And so I needed gas and decided that we were going to have a party at the dorm, right? So when he got home, uh, he had just gotten married, and his wife goes, how much did you get to sign? And he goes, 250 <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He's, 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 and, and, and I can't tell you how many guys – told the story oh, about the first i think it might have been walt garrison uh talking about gill you know giving him a signing bonus and he said yeah and it was so small and he goes and what gill would do is he would pull all this cash out of his pocket <laughs> he goes but they were all ones <laughs> so he acted like he had this big roll of yeah. money right and he okay here here's your signing bonus right Right, but he, there are so many guilt stories. He was, he was known for being a hard ass. Yeah. It's just, you know, and then he blame we it on. We don't want to disrespect his legacy. He was known for being a hard ass. He would blame it on yes. text, too, yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, everybody Tom. passed the buck. Those those three, yeah. they passed the buck all the time between each other. Danny White, Danny White tells the story about, you know, when he first got here for those first four years, he was the punter. Yeah. And so when he ended up getting the quarterback job after Roger retired in 80, he was still punting. And so in 81, uh, he went to Gill and said, hey, you know, I'm kind of doing two things here. Um, he goes, don't you think I deserve a raise? And Gill said, <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. And he goes, and you're probably not punting this year. Well, he punted that of year Of course again. he did. So they went through the same thing the next year. And uh, Gil tells him, well, I, I think that's a good point. Go talk to Tom about it. Mm -hmm. So he went to talk to Tom about it, saying, you know, I'm doing this and this. And, you know, and I am the quarterback. And Tom goes, well, Danny, he goes, you know, in my day, uh, the more you can do to help a team win, the better off we're all at. Oh, man. <laughs> and Danny goes, I had no answer. They are so, I had, I you know, no answer. But they, 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 were, they, were right? my, they were my introduction to corporate America. Did you know of him before of course the I draft? Did. Like, of course growing I grew up, up here? Yeah, yeah. I, I knew, knew who he was. was. I was still mad at him for getting rid of, uh, at that time, they just got rid of uh, Rayfield Wright. I oh, mean, when they let him yes, go at the end of the year. I was a Cowboy year. fan. I knew all about the organization, so mm -hmm. I knew what was going on, and I was very upset about that. Uh, at the time when I was at Grambling, I, I thought I was going to be a good football player. I thought I could probably make it to the next, next level. So, yeah, I knew all about the organization itself. Uh, by the way, uh, Dennis Thurman uh, of Thurman Steves just, mm -hmm. just sent the R-I-P-G-B, exclamation point, with uh, prayer hands. So, uh, everybody's, you know, sending in their condolences. But, no, Gil Brandt, everybody knows it. Uh, I, I remember recently, I think, well, within the last 10, 15 years, talked with Charlie Waters about Gil Brandt. And they had done an interview together, Charlie and Gil. And, you know, Charlie's, Charlie's very intense to this day, still very intense. And, uh, you know, Gil kind of makes light of the little 
tricks and stuff that he used to do back in the day. Well, Charlie was not happy about that. <laughs> so Charlie's like, he's getting pissed off on the interview itself. You know, I mean, this is like around 15 years ago. So, uh, yeah, Gil, he left some, you know, he left some marks. He left some stains on some people. I say some tire tracks on some people as he kind of rolled over us during the uh, negotiations. You know, Charlie Waters is a good example, though, of a guy, Gil, he could see um, the ability, even if you played a different position or if you played a different sport, Mm -hmm. how it might be able to translate to the NFL. And Charlie Waters, who uh, was a quarterback at Clemson, and he was – we all think of – we link Charlie and Cliff together. Well, Cliff, of course, was an undrafted guy out of Washita Baptist. Well, Charlie was a third-round draft pick out of Clemson in 1970, 66 pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. But he was – he played – he converted over to uh, safety. In, he had to. In, yeah, right. Well, you <laughs> know – In the NFL. You know what happened with him mm. his rookie year? Uh, it was cut-down day, and Jim Myers – at the time, was the the Turk. He would tell people they got cut. And he came in. Oh, God, Jim Myers is the worst person to, to have that job. <laughs> and he came in and told Charlie, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Charlie, but uh, you didn't make it. Yep. And, and Charlie Waters was devastated, right? He, what am I going to do the rest of my life? And he said this went on for a couple hours before he started packing his stuff up. And Myers comes back a couple hours later and he goes, uh, uh, Charlie, we made a mistake. We didn't cut you. We made a mistake. <laughs> we made yeah. a mistake. We didn't cut you. Right. At, 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 at Charlie said something, started cussing like, oh, you do that to me. And Meyer says, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> He's Sergeant Carter. Right. That's like sending Sergeant Carter from Goma Powell around to tell. And I'm sure Gil had cut. something to do with how they made the mistake of who they were cutting mm-hmm. or whatever. And to clarify on Waters, he was a quarterback to start his career at Clemson. And then he was an all-conference wide receiver right. and moved to defense. Here. Actually, and then I got did the, not know. You got the, the basketball players from Cornell Green to yeah. Preston Pearson was a college mm-hmm. basketball That's player. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, he definitely knew the athlete. Or Billy Joe Dupree. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. They had, he definitely knew Everson the athlete. Everson Walsh. I have a feeling. And, and besides you, feel, other HBCU say, guys, too. I got Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I got to say. I still don't think he thought I was going to make the team. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot see him being that that type of genius. And if he did think I was going to make the team, I surely should have been paid more money to entice me to come since he knew so much. So we only have – I mean, we're out of time here. Let but, me tell one more story. Okay. It's a tip, typical Gill thing because he always knows somebody, right? Leroy Jordan, part of his uh, signing bonus uh, out of Alabama – was he wanted this fancy kind of Cadillac car, something that he always wanted. And Gil goes, okay. So instead of getting the car, he probably saved money and got it from somebody he knew here, and he was going to drive it to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, uh, to deliver it to uh, Leroy Jordan. And somewhere in the middle of Mississippi, he's driving at night, and he hits a cow and, and totals the car, basically, <laughs> right? And he was close enough to Mississippi State where he knew the head coach at the time or whatever, and uh, they came and got him and put him up. 
And the next day, the police came because the guy who owned the cows uh, was going to charge him for manslaughtering the cow, right? But because he knew the person at Mississippi State, they got him out of whatever trouble he was going to be in. He goes, but the worst part was I had to call Leroy and tell him about that car. We'll get it to you a little bit later. Killed the cow. Killed the cow. And he drove it there himself. He didn't hire somebody to go do it. That's right? unusual. Right? That's when he was young. Right? That's when he was young. But you just think of the you know, 20 years from 1965 to 85 where the Cowboys were making the playoffs every year and the impact that Gil Brandt had on that. And killing the draft. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, the people in the NFL didn't think it was a big deal, mm-hmm. the draft. Like they weren't prepared for it. He told me when he went into that first one in 1961, um, he, he said that everybody walked in with their Street and Smith magazines because it was the college preview, right? So they were picking names out of there. No one was scouting anybody, right? And he goes in. It was so- Street and Smith magazine was like from the the summer before, right? Right. Going into yes, their senior yes. year. Yes. Well, college. but the draft was in November. Yeah. Remember? Right. Oh wow. And. So, yeah. and uh, and, and he said, and back then, you know, they didn't have, like, phone. Everybody wasn't hooked up to a phone, right? So when you drafted a guy, you had to go out in the hallway, get on the pay phone, and so you had to show up for the draft with your Street and Smith and rolls of quarters so you can pay, get on the pay phone mm-hmm. and make phone calls. <laughs> and that's how they got a hold of guys. It's uh, changed a little, hasn't yeah, it? it has. Well, um we're out of time here, but uh, there's so many that we can I'm go on and so on. I know. Many, I'm getting so many. Yeah. I put it on my my family WhatsApp. Yeah. Everybody's so surprised. Major Cowboy fans in the family still. Yeah. yeah. But, what, what a legacy and uh, what a guy. Uh, and um, and a reason why he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Because yep. some of these stories that we're telling here, people – are going to go in and say, oh, I remember this mm-hmm. about that guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank God he went in before yes, he passed. Exactly. You know. All right, that does it for this edition of uh, Mix Shots. Uh, have a great uh, holiday weekend. We're back uh, next week. It's a regular season schedule, right, Mickey? Oh, we are on uh, Labor Day on Monday, aren't we already? Uh, yeah, it's Labor Day is Monday. That's We're right. not doing Monday, are we? Uh, I don't believe so. Tuesday. Tuesday. We're back here, on I won't be here Tuesday We're, either. Yeah. Whoa. What? <laughs> Season starting. All right, Gilbert. <laughs> Doesn't start till Wednesday forever, sir. Cowboys right. Wednesday. All right, so that does it for this edition of Mix Shots. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. All right, RIP Gilbrandt and go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?